Way back before I was Raj Nation, I was simply Little Rajiv in elementary school. And I must say, I was a quite cute kid. Every fall, we had this assembly where this outside school fundraising group named Innisbrook would come to talk to us about how our cool factor could increase with the latest boombox or a sleek-looking Wilson duffel bag we could take to baseball or softball practice. Or they'd talk up how we could have sour face battles with our friends by opening up a pack of candy warheads and seeing who could keep a straight face the longest. We could crush at pogs with the latest slammer, or even experience hallowed ground in having a free McDonald's lunch with our school principal. And little Rajiv loved his McNuggets. Innisbrook told us some of this, all of this, or potentially even more could be ours. All we had to do was go out and sell wrapping paper as a fundraising project for the school. And only the top sellers got that McDonald's lunch with principal deal. I didn't realize it at the time, but they were turning us students into salespeople. And this was probably my first go in life at selling. Now the prizes sounded awesome. So I went door to door in my neighborhood and sold a few orders to the houses that I knew. But little Rajiv saw that door to door was an inefficient method on its own. For one, my parents only let me walk by myself a certain distance away from our home probably three blocks in any direction. So my customer base was limited. Plus, other kids on the block were hitting houses too. Sometimes I'd ring a doorbell and they'd say, oh, you're so sweet. We love this wrapping paper, but we already bought from Jennifer. (laughs) Fucking Jennifer. And on top of that, I only had the one to two hours after school to actually go knocking. My time was limited. So I did what any smart third grader does in a situation like this. Mom? Dad? Can you take this order form to work and ask your coworkers to buy stuff? Yes, my parents became my sales team. While I was at school learning about Christopher Columbus, and 1997 was a time when we largely ignored how awful of a human being Christopher Columbus actually was, while I was at school learning this, They were at work pulling in orders on my behalf. Now, in this story, my parents were super connectors. A person, hub, or entity connected to and who have aggregated many of my target customers in one place. Let me say that again. My parents were super connectors. A person, hub, or an entity connected to and who have aggregated many of my target customers in one place. Your startup is exactly like little Rajiv. You're looking for customers. You're probably doing your own outbound selling, but you're limited by time, reach, and competition. You could benefit tremendously from super connector relationships. Whether it's your first 10 customers or your second 1,000, Super connectors can accelerate sales and customer count beyond your own time, reach, and competition. And this is a great way to build your hype. See, super connectors can either sell on your behalf or give you access to their base in some way. And access could be a speaking slot at an event, guest writing to their email list, featuring you on their platform, direct referrals, etc. 
But how do you create these relationships? In the case of Little Rajiv and the Innisbrook wrapping paper, there were three key factors in play for the super connector relationship to work. Three key factors. Factor one, there had to be an incentive for me to want to sell wrapping paper. Now, the cool factor and the related prizes based on performance was basically my commission. Factor two, my parents had to have an incentive to promote and sell on my behalf. Now, their incentive was a little obvious, helping their son succeed and helping their son's school raise money to ultimately improve their son's education. And I would say there was probably some degree of bragging rights towards other parents as well. Factor three was selling to their audience did not conflict in any way with what they were already doing. And the timing made sense to where they didn't feel awkward bringing it up. Now, my parents don't otherwise sell wrapping paper, so I was clear there. And this was fall, autumn time. Wrapping paper is basically only needed in bulk quantity around the holidays. So in September and October, it's an end user who is already in or close to their own buying cycle. Those are the three key factors in play for the super connector relationship to work. Now let's talk about figuring out your startup's super connectors. Before you determine who would make a good super connector for your growing company, first determine your position within the three factors. Factor one, your incentive. Well, your incentive is obviously you and your team's livelihood and will to achieve your vision. But consider if you've brought on team members already, does better performance equal better incentive? Do they know that what they do is tied directly to the outcome of the company? Factor two, their incentive, meaning the super connector's incentive. See, money is an obvious thing, but the super connector incentive does not have to be monetary compensation. It really just has to make them look good. Depending on your brand, they could look good via, say, status by affiliation with you, Maybe it's an agreement for cross-promotion. Maybe you providing added value to their audience, thereby improving the market's perception of them, showing they are there for their customers beyond the transaction and potentially advertently or inadvertently enabling their customers to spend more money with them. Maybe that's enough. So what incentive can you offer them? And of course, it could also be something like a referral commission. Factor three, conflict and timing. Ensure that what you have is ancillary to their offering and it doesn't step on their toes. As for timing, is their audience in a buying cycle? Can you align with an event they have coming up that could use extra promotion? I literally did this recently with a group where they've given me free admission to their upcoming conferences for free. I guess that's why I said free admission, in exchange for promoting them through my channels, promoting them on LinkedIn, and now on this podcast. So let me take a sidebar here and say, if you have not checked out Sales Assembly and the Venture Scale program, I highly recommend you look it up. 
on June 6, 2019, I will be attending Sales Assembly Annual. It is, well, their annual conference, which brings together some of the best thought leaders in sales and marketing from emerging tech companies, from unicorns, and everyone in between. This is a conference designed for the growing startup to improve its sales infrastructure, to get the best resources and insider knowledge to help grow their company via sales channels. So check out Sales Assembly Annual. It is by invitation only, or I should say, you must get approved to attend the conference. They are very, I should say, they are very good about making sure that the attendees of this conference are there for the right reasons, and they do their best job to wall off any outside vendors from trying to come in and, you know, more or less sully the waters. Sales Assembly Annual is the conference on June 6, 2019. And you can learn more by going to salesassembly.com. So let's come back to our story. The three key factors are your incentive, their incentive, and then conflict and timing. Once you figure out your position in these three key factors, you'll know what types of super connectors make sense, which then narrows your search for who to connect with. For Startup Hype Man, another great super connector example is Bunker Labs. Now, if you're not familiar, Bunker Labs is a nonprofit organization that helps military veterans and active duty service members start and grow businesses. We have a relationship of respect and trust. Startup Hype Man is a mentor for their network of entrepreneurs providing knowledge in an area that Bunker Labs does not formally provide on its own. And we've built up enough trust and thought leadership within that network via presentations and mentor sessions to where the Bunker Labs community, the entrepreneurs in that network, come and ask how they can work with Startup Hype Man. Bunker Labs as a super connector has resulted in eight customers for Startup Hype Man since January 2017 when we started this company, including some of our best work and favorite people to work with to date, like the tech sports tech startup, FanFood. So the lesson here for your startup, think more like a third grader. Little Raji finished as a top 10 seller that year. I think I got third overall. That meant a McNuggets lunch with Principal Deal and the other top 10. Now, I really wanted that boombox, but somehow my parents convinced me to get the Wilson duffel bag instead. They must have been thinking about the noise, and duffel bags certainly cannot blast Jock Jam's Volume 2 on repeat. And you may not believe this because I hardly can, but recently I was doing some cleaning at my parents' house And what I found crumpled up in the back of my old bedroom closet was the Wilson duffel bag. And I gotta say, it was not cool. And I do remember at the time being heavily disappointed that after amassing so much in sales of wrapping paper that I walked away with a duffel bag. 
Now, I guess it has more staying power than the boombox would have, because it's still there. Fucking Wilson. If you want to see this duffel bag, a photo of it, and if you want to read this story that I've just orated to you, you can go to startuphypeman.com slash articles where this entire story is documented, along with, yes, the Wilson duffel bag. And for more on this topic of super connectors, scroll back in the podcast archive to season 10, episode 10 with Allison Lee, where our conversation was how do you build large-scale partnerships? You've just experienced another hype talk from Startup Hype Man. Hype Man out, word up, raise up.